Well, hello, everybody, and uh, welcome to Meet Your Congregation. As always, it's Jay and Caleb here. Um, today we are talking to Stephen Soche. That's it. All right. And uh, he's in Illinois somewhere. Um, but, yeah, so here's one of our online listeners. Uh, hi, Stephen. How's it going? Doing good, guys. Doing good. Just enjoying a nice, not too hot, not too humid day. Nice. Nice. And, uh, have, but, uh, but it's good. It's going well. Oh, yeah. So how do you, how do you find Revolution, Stephen? Uh, let's see. There's a long story and a short story. The short story sounds like everybody else's <laughs> uh, one, one punk under God, right? Um, mm. And that was... Uh, so 2006, 2007. Yeah. Um, I, I came across that. Well, first off, Jay, I've been aware of you forever because I grew up, uh, my kind of grew up very much raised by my, I had a single mom who left me with my grandma a whole lot. And man, she was, she was into PTL. She was into 700 club, all that stuff. So like right. my childhood. I was around all of that. Um, I have, I have PTL Bibles, bro. Uh, like I have a whole bunch of like little free gifts. Yeah. I have this rad, like silver statue of like David chopping off Goliath's head. Oh yeah. Like, I remember it well. Yeah, dude. So I've got all kinds of little stuff like that. So, so when I came across the, the documentary, I was in an interesting place, um, where I was wrestling through some stuff theologically and, and, uh, you know, I grew up through my teens playing in punk bands and stuff. And so your aesthetic was appealing to me and different than, than what I was used to. Um, and, the the whole, uh, anti-religion, you know, killing religion yeah. since night four or whatever. Yeah, I, had yeah. the, I, that graphic, yeah. I, I had the grenade shirt, bro. I used to lead worship at my Southern Baptist church and your, uh, the grenade revolution. Yeah, the religion kills. Yeah, dude. Um, so there was there were things about uh, your message that I really really resonated with. I, I think over time we diverted. I was telling Caleb last night. I was stoked that he reached out and wanted you know to chat with me. But I told him I was like, we're going to disagree on some pretty pretty key stuff right um that's okay but, uh, that's that's the, yeah. you want to talk about that? that's I'm the curious. atmosphere I, I i i purposely didn't ask you specifically what you meant last night i'm, I'm curious like what you mean well one if you disagree with us and two do you still listen that you do oh, disagree mm-hmm. yeah yeah no i do i i don't listen i can't tell you that i listen regularly but i definitely keep my finger on the pulse of what's going on man i i love I have a love and a compassion for you. I probably, I probably um, uh, listen differently yeah. than a lot of people do. Um, but you know, I've reached out to you a few times in the past. I wrote you a letter when you were in Brooklyn, um, and we chatted a little bit on Twitter. Yeah, um, yeah, a long time ago, long time ago. But uh, what was your question? Where where you differ? Like what specifically you're referring to? Oh. I'm not setting you up. If you don't, you don't want to talk about it, you don't have no, no, to. I'm no, just no, curious. No, 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 no. I'm totally down, bro. Okay. I just and we're all about constructive feedback. You know, be it criticism or or, or even just you know divergence yeah. is, is fully yeah, yeah. welcome. Totally, totally. So, um, 
I moved to Illinois a little over a year ago from the Bay Area in California um, to take a position as a pastor to Southern Baptist Church. Okay. So I'm a Southern Baptist pastor. All right. Um, now, uh, I'm not dyed-in-the-wool Southern Baptist. I, uh, I, I was at a church um, when I was about 23, so 2000. Nine two thousand ten, uh, where I, uh, where I kind of became a part of the Southern Baptists that church. Consequently, I got super burned by like in like brutal way. Yeah, uh, but uh, not the most brutal way. It hurt. I'll just put it that way. It hurt uh, the way that went down. Um, but uh, but it didn't cause me to kind of go you know, walk away completely. It, it left me going, uh, if there's anything I learned from my time on staff at a Southern Baptist church, it was that I never want to be on staff at a Southern Baptist church. (laughs) (laughs) Of course. That's what, that's Uh the, that's what happens. But fast forward 11 years here I am. Baptist church. Um, but as far as what I disagree on, I I think, man, I've thought about it a lot and kind of how to boil it down or, and there's different, there's different ways of approaching it. Cause there's a lot that I would disagree with you guys on. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I think to give you some background on it, like I remember Jay back in the day, one of the things that resonated with you uh, resonated with me so much about what you were um, very upfront about was um, just uh, the, the way you felt about religion. And when we talk about religion, we're using, we're speaking in, you know, we're speaking about modern um, church, you know, institutionalized sort of check these boxes off, and that's what makes you a Christian sort of things. And, and I remember I was on, I was on this path that I was. It, it, it felt like in my early twenties, I was sort of um, kind of breaking pieces off you know, and jettisoning things, jettisoning things that I didn't need um, from what I believed um, and about what made somebody a Christian. Um, And as I'm going further and further, and I think some of this came right from some of the things that you said in One Punk Under God, you were like, I think there was one point where you were speaking somewhere um, when you talked about it. It's, It's just not of anything that you do. You boil it down, you boil it down to its most basic core of like, what do I have to do? to be a Christian. And what I found was that, um, yeah, of course, you know, we all agree. You don't have to be baptized to be saved and you don't have to be a formal member of a specific church to be saved. And you don't have to jump through these hoops or jump through that. Then we kept boiling it down to this, to this last little, the last little stand of what you do. And that is, well, I got to make a decision right? I got to say a prayer. I got to confess. I got to repent. I got to whatever. And I, there was a part, there was a time where I just went, that's, what's the difference? What's the difference between, um, saying you got to be baptized and you got to make a decision, right? Like if, if it's one thing, it's the other, whatever. And what that lead me to do was, you know, uh, that, that came at a time in my life where two, two things were kind of coming to a head and that was kind of new atheism with, um, you know, Daniel Dennett and Richard Dawkins and Christopher Hitchens and Sam Harris. And and these dudes were all kind of doing their thing. That that was towards the end of that being hip. Um, and then 
kind of the the new Calvinism yeah, stuff was starting. Yeah. Um, and initially, I was very drawn to the new Calvinism stuff. And I will say, for all of its faults, of which they were many, um, God really used that in my life to bring me into a, what I believe is a certain measure of truth. Um, now, I would, you know, I... Uh, I'm, I'll be the first person to, you know, sort of talk about what was wrong with that movement and how, you know, it, time has told on that, right? Their big thing was, you know, talking down the emergent church and, and, you know, how evil it was. But in the end, they disappeared about the same timeline yeah. as the emergent church. That's ironic. Yeah. You know, I never it, thought about it that way. Yeah. Different. But what happened was, I think a lot of the people for whom it impacted, like for me, I'll tell you guys this today, like I'm a. You know, I'm a Bible-believing um, Calvinist, right? And so, but I, but I think the same thing that led you, or something similar. You know, I can't speak for you, Jay, but from what I've heard, I think there was a there was a point where you were kind of drilling down to, you know, what makes me a Christian? How does this thing work? And you took a certain path, and then when I came to that point, I, I took a totally different path. But I right. think one thing that we really have in common um, is the way we treasure grace. Um, grace is everything in my life. Yeah. Um, to, to, to the extent that, I mean, if you, um, if you, if you look at, you know, the kind of the tagline um, for our church, um, I'm the pastor at Sunfield Baptist church, like, right. When you go to our website, it says, we don't care how you're dressed. We don't care how many tattoos you have, what candidate you voted for. Uh, we're a church family full of broken, imperfect people with every kind of story imaginable. And we're saving a seat for you. Um, and that's kind of us, man. Like we're, we're broken, jacked up people who are honest about our brokenness. But um, we believe that in the scriptures, um, in the person and work of Christ and the grace that he has to give, there are some answers to that brokenness, um, where, where I don't know that you may articulate it in the same way that I right. would. So like, there's obviously a major divergence, but I think the heart behind it is very similar. Awesome. We got to get you out here to talk, man. We need, we need more, uh, you know, diverse voices, diverse, uh, yet loving voices i think yeah i guess i'll ask you how often do you listen i'm, I'm curious I, you're the first calvinist listener that i think that we've had direct contact with which is great like it's, it's freaking great man like i i love this the fact that that we can uh, uh, appeal to this demographic i don't know if it's a demographic or not but like, demographic. the fact the fact <laughs> the that, that you are engaging with us is encouraging and so i'm curious what what keeps you engaging on whatever level that you do um, I, this is going to sound suit. I, I hope this doesn't come off as condescending, but like, I like deep down have a, a hope and a desire for uh, Jay as he shares about his journey to kind of come around, um, to yeah, that's the Calvinism there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That, that I'm destined, that's great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. destined to change. He's the elect. Well, no, I mean, I mean, yeah, you can put it that way, but, 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 but in the end, like one of the things that's so appealing about what you do is your brutal honesty. And I, I, I remember, I have a kind of a crazy memory, but I remember one of the things, the one, of, you know, in one of the interviews that uh, was given about you, one, 
one of the ladies at the church at the, in Atlanta said that you were haphazardly human. Wow, that's um, yeah, that was Bethra. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, I think that is, I mean, that kind of sums you up, kind of sums your style up. Totally. Um, I, I would say that, um, again, I, I think at a, at a point in your life, you, the, the people that showed you love and acceptance were people who I think just intellectually and biblically missed the mark on certain things, and okay. so you went down a certain path. Hmm. Um, you know, and that, that, I mean, that sounds awful, bro. I don't mean it that way. Like, like I, I but I get it. I, I, I get that. Um, right. And I get that, you know, the, the, the hurt and the pain that you, it's you all know, Peter went Rollins through. Fault. It's all who? Peter Rollins. Peter Rollins. I was going to say McLaren's, but oh, whatever. yeah, probably Brian McLaren too, but Brian McLaren's the real <laughs> deal, man. I, I've never met anybody as, as real as that guy. So. Oh, I know. And I can't say yeah. that I've met any guys I've, I've read i have i mean i got a ton of his books i've read a lot of his stuff and, and um you know but uh yeah, yeah. well that's uh, yeah that's uh, that's great that's cool to hear i mean you know keep praying for me who knows <laughs> what'll happen can't hurt <laughs> <laughs> yeah dude cool man i mean our usually our closing question is but i guess you probably have some ideas is is um what what can we do to better serve the community and how can we make the community better and what could revolution offer that it's not offering now mm-hmm. um well i, I would with, say we're I probably answer? not going to jump right into calvinism right away but i was raised <laughs> arminian so it's always been a hard I was pill for me to swallow. It was always a hard pill swallow. You were raised Assemblies of God like I was. Yeah. No Assemblies of God would ever say that they were Arminian. Well, really? You don't think so? Well, they're free will. That's what I mean by Arminian. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, they would. Because you would, could lose your salvation like just like right. if you cussed or something. You know what I mean? Yeah, sure. Like I feel but like I, I got saved saying, every week. I'm, I'm not I'm – not, um, um, as far as my Calvinism is concerned, I'm not the type of dude who labels every evangelical who doesn't agree with me an Arminian. I don't right. think there are many like actual Arminians. I think there are. Um, I think people hold to inconsistencies right. uh, in what they believe. Like I, I think you know, I one of the churches I went to as a um, as a teenager. Once I was able to go to church for my own for myself, I started playing uh, in a band with uh, this bass player who kind of became my best friend in the world. And he, his dad was a pastor at a Calvary chapel. Oh, okay. Calvary, yeah. Calvary chapel's cool, man. They're into grace. They love the Bible. They'll accept you. Well, back then, you know, back, back in the day, they were very accepting of the hippie culture and stuff. Not so I much. I was kicked nowadays. out of a Calvary chapel once, but yes, I get you. <laughs> yeah. It's different. And one thing about Calvary chapel is, man, they, they run the gamut from, you know, super rad to kind of a little bit crazy. Um, but, uh, but, but, but I was, but I totally lost my train of thought. Are they autonomous Calvary Chapel? They are. Okay. Each one of them is autonomous, just like Southern Baptist gotcha. Church. Um, so they're, I mean, Calvary Chapel is pretty crazy. Like some of the leadership stuff that's gone on there is insane. Once you know about it, man, they'll, they'll, they've, there are some things that I really love about them. Um, but there are things in the leadership that are super sketchy, like with any other, you know, big, big convention, but yeah. you know, you get, get, you get, you get caught, you know, 
you know, uh, abusing kids and, you know, they'll try to cover it up and whatever. But man, you, you question the timing of the rapture, bro. <laughs> like, Hey, do you, you know, believe in, in the rapture? I am, uh, no. Well, that's that. I don't, that's a fun believe, question. <laughs> I don't believe, <laughs> I don't believe in the rapture as an event that is unique from or separate from the actual second coming. So okay, I think right. Cool. It will be a rapture, but it will happen at the second coming. Okay. I was just curious. We don't have to dive into theology. I was just curious. No, no, no. no, no, no have you fine. watched that documentary um, that showed the family on Netflix? I haven't, bro, but you I, should check I it saw out. a trailer for it. It looks really interesting. Yeah, it's super interesting. It's like it's almost like the dangers of simple theology. But yeah. they also that theology of like using David as an example, like using David as the primary example of like, you know, well, David did bad things, mm. but he was still in leadership. <laughs> so we have to protect our leadership at all costs. Mm. You know, that kind sure, of, sure, sure. Yeah. Re- you yeah. know, it's a strange, you know, I mean, I get grace, but I also get restoration and forgiveness and repentance and changing and that kind of a thing. You don't yeah. just Man, it's it's tricky, especially when it comes to to pastors who screw up big time. Like even in my camp, bro. Like I'll tell you the truth, man. I, I wrestle through stuff. Like I wrestle. I, I still don't know all of the answers. I think there is something to. I think there is something to like uh, Peter's failure, right? Peter. Right. Uh, Peter fails and denies him. And, but, but Jesus, like at the table, he's like, Hey, you know, you're going to walk away, but when you return lead well, yeah, you know, and there was, there was something about his failure that was going to make him uniquely qualified. It's like, um, I think Luther, I think Martin Luther said, we, we preach best that which we need to hear most. Um, who, 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 so, you know, and I, I think Spurgeon said a great sinner, Great sinners make great singers. Yeah, we 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 understand what we've been saved from, you know. And then that and that to me is is kind of the core of of you know my theology. You can talk about Calvinism or what? And I I I never I I almost never talk about Calvinism. Yeah, I'll be straight up with you. I I never mention you know the five points in my sermons or whatever. I just, I just try to preach the Bible and and talk about grace and love. And to me, to me, like a a big, a big thing about what I believe and kind of the, the journey that I've been on is that man, God's heart for us, this side of eternity is, is to find rest in the work of Christ. Like it's, it's, we're not meant to work ourselves to the bone. So like, I, I, like I listened this morning to a couple of your other meet the congregation things and it, and I, and it hurts my heart a little bit to hear the, the broad brushes painted about evangelicalism and legalism. Like you guys talk about, you know, uh, those of us inside of the more, you know, I, I guess you could say traditional church as all being legalists, but it's not the case. And I know you don't think that, I know you're yeah. not saying, but, but it can come off that way. And we're not, man, I'm, I'm, I'm the furthest from a legalist that, that you'll ever know. Um, uh, I think, I think I am anyway, I want to be, um, there's, there's no part of me that believes that anything um, about your standing in Christ is earned on account of what you do or don't do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If I could uh, just like real quick respond to that, I think that for me anyways, and I know for a lot of other folks uh, who come to the, 
to, to revolution physically, you know, in, in our physical congregation. For a lot of us, we are reacting to a flavor of evangelicalism that hurt us. And sure. so that's, yeah, you're right. There are broad strokes that, and, and terminology and maybe assumptions and even accusations that we might assume and, and just lump it all in and in our heads that is evangelicalism. And I, I am trying very hard to be proactive to not – and I know that you too, Jay. Yeah, I mean my whole thing on scapegoating, I mean that's been my thing is we scapegoat each other way too often on yeah. the right, on the left, or evangelical, non-evangelical. We try to say, oh, well, you're the bad guy and mm-hmm. I'm, I'm the bad guy. Right. You know, and it's like now I see a lot of my uh, more um, – I don't want to say left, it's more progressive friends doing a lot of the same things my more conservative friends used to do that I used to say, we got to stop doing this. Sure. You know, and now I point out to my progressive friends, like, aren't we doing the same thing, like judging people's salvation by who they voted for? You know, we shouldn't do that. And um, I always thought that the progressives were, would be more safe, but what I've realized is, is it's just humanity. It's just people are just into scapegoating hang up on their stuff Mm -hmm. and um they want that us and them mentality and i'm trying to say no let's all sit down at the same table and have a discussion it's like we forgot how to argue well and instead of arguing well we go straight to war you know yeah we we care way more about our team winning than we do about getting at the truth Mm, correct Uh, yeah you know and and i and i think that it's like what you said as long as we're scapegoating man like we're when, when as, as long as i'm doing my best to convince myself that the the main problem is outside of me right. i don't have to address that the fact that the main problem exists inside of me you're right um and at least that's you know something that i i believe wholeheartedly um you know so yeah it's, it's human nature bro and it, it sucks like i hate I hate like I hate election years on social media yeah, with a me passion. Too. Like it's it's just the worst. Like it's just posturing and trying to make people look stupid and make yourself look good. And, and these are our neighbors. These are our neighbors. Yeah, you know that's yeah. the thing is is you know and people say well the least of these I care about the least of these and they don't and I'm like well automatically mm-hmm. if you care about the who you care about is not the least of these anymore. The ones you don't care about are the least of these. So now how do you treat them? You know, I think it's that's the that's the picking up your cross and dying to your flesh and that type of thing is that, you know, well, how how are you treating the other? You know, mm-hmm. who do I love when I love my God? And I've always felt like, you know, the, the answer to that question is, is the it's the other. You yeah, know? for I mean, sure. That's 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 the, the expression of love. I mean, love, I think we can agree on is an infinite. And first John, it says God is love we lose that you know you know we we lose that by scapegoating one another by wanting to be right and by wanting to be you know i'm the most woke person or i'm the most doctrinally <laughs> correct person you know right and right. i think we've just it's it breaks my heart and it's so hard but i guess now i i've moved into a point in my life where i'm an equal opportunity offender and um, I'm okay with that, you know. I, I think sure. my punk rock ethics have allowed me to have that and be comfortable in that friction, living in the friction constantly. Yeah. Um, you know, so so that's, you know, where we move, you know. And 
and um, I'm tired of, of trying to make everybody the bad guy because we're, we're human people. And I think sin is brokenness, you know, and, 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 and we're all freaking broken, you know. So if we could just what, talk, yeah. you know. What, 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 what do you mean when you say that sin is brokenness? Like, because, I mean, obviously we all have stuff that we deal with we all have issues we all have you know what we would call brokenness well i think it's what does that mean when you i think what i mean brokenness is is kind of the idea of our lack to admit that we have brokenness you know Um, sure you know it's that's where that the fall comes and sin comes i think sin we've turned it into like you didn't do this or you did this wrong or you went here and you did that you know but then we forget that it's like oh but we also have to admit that we're broken people too that we all fall short Right. Well, and I would say that I, I, I don't, I don't necessarily disagree with that, but yeah. I, I think there's, I think there's a type of sin that you do and there's, and there's a type of sin that you are, right. that you, 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 can, you can't get away from, you know, um, it's this side of eternity. It's, it's a part of our nature that will always be at war, you know, within us. Hopefully there's a war within us over it. And, and, you know, so, so, so I'm with you there. I, I do have a question though, like with regards, uh, the, the question you began to ask me was when you said, you know, how, how could you guys do better? Like, I mean, I, I think the answer to that question depends on what, what it is that you want. Yeah. Um, what it is, what is it that you guys are doing? Like for me, um, you know, I, I have a, I have a foundation that I, I think, um, I can articulate fairly clearly and be like, this, this is what we're about. Like, it's important for us. Like I want to see people liberated by the transforming grace of the gospel. Yeah. And obviously that looks different coming from where I'm coming from than it does where you're coming from. Right. right? Um, but I, I'm able to, to say like, that's what I want. I, I want people to be set free from things like legalism and religion. And like, in the end, I think that, it, uh, I, I think that legalism can come two ways, right? Legalism in the way that we typically talk about it is I'm going to earn a right standing with God through right. what I do and or don't do. But, but the, the product of legalism goes two ways. It goes um, either I, I go, yeah, I can't do that. I can't live up to that stem standard and therefore I will despair and live however I want. Or the, probably the worst effect, the one that we deal with most often is, or at least we remember most, is the people who feel good about themselves and think, yeah, I got this. Now let me get everybody else on the same boat and they become super self-righteous about it. Right. Right. Why, why can't you just do what I do? Um, but, but, but at the core, I think legalism has to do with how we relate to the law and it either leads me to try to keep rules or it leads me to go, I don't care about the rules because I can't keep them anyway. So I'm just going to be a law unto myself. Right. Um, but but I want to see people set free from that because I believe the answer to the law is grace, right? Great, you know, grace being, you know, a love that loves with nothing in return, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. No, um, no financial return or or any return, yeah. right? Nothing. The grace is, you know, grace loves the unlovable, 
right? It doesn't care. It redeems the broken and the, and the, and the flawed and the, the wretched, you know? Um, so how do you, how do you relate to that stuff in light of your views on, um, the, the Bible and the truth of scripture? Like what, what's the win for you? What are you trying to do? I would like to see people not treat the Bible like a law book. You know, so would I. you know, and I think that's what we do a lot is is we don't realize the history of how the Bible was written and why it was written in the books that are in there. And I have some some very deep convictions about some of the books that, you know, I think should have never made it in the canon um, just due to my own personal research and study. And I think we take some of that stuff and we just turn it into a law book. And we don't take it within its historical context and, 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 and read it that way. And I think it's important to have the context and to understand the history of the book and that it's a collection of letters, that it's a library, literally a library. And, you know, that's what the Bible is. It's a collection of scrolls. And we instead try to make the whole thing. We do acrobat, acrobats, acrobats. Mental acrobatics. Mental, mental <laughs> acrobatics to try to make the whole thing fit perfectly together. You know, you could say exegetical gymnastics. Yes, that's a very good there one. Say that five times fast. Um, no, but you know, and it's simple. You can read any like atheist book on where does the Bible have mm-hmm. contradictions. Um, but that's okay. I don't have to live there because the Bible's not a law book to me. You know, it, it doesn't have to be inherent. You know, it, it is a beautiful book. It's the most important book to me and, and, and want to read it. So I think I want people to understand that. But ultimately, yeah, grace is my jam. You know, I want people to understand grace and that it's free, um, you know, and that we all we, – it's, it's for us all. And um, But the problem is, is when we start doing this kind of thing of like the sinner's prayer, close your eyes – and then all of a sudden, sneak attack. What is if you said that prayer? Then you have to walk up front because if you're ashamed of God, then He's ashamed of you. You know what I mean? It's like it's like all these like little strings attached. And so I, you know, I want to make I want to deconstruct all that and 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 sure and make a safe place for people to come, conservatives and liberals and and, and, and evangelicals and. I guess whatever non-evangelicals, you know, I, and, and discuss this stuff and push back. You know, I mean, that's why we've had atheists speak at Revolution because the atheists came and then the atheists pushed back on me. And I'm like, all right, well, you said it's all about semantics. Will you come and speak about semantics in the next few weeks? And they're like, sure. sure. You know, and it's giving sure. a place for for the broken for broken people and human beings to be and and kind of work it out you know i was thinking about that verse of like work out your salvation with fear and trembling you know and how often we've make that word fear like rather than awe and wonder and curiosity you know and so i was like kind of like say no let's bring that in let's bring that in where we're all working this thing out together you know because if you read theology there's so many different theologies you know i've read some calvin i've read some luther you know but I've also read a ton of other theology books, and it's like my dad will be like, well, I just read the Bible, son. I just listen to what the Bible says. I'm like, yeah, but so did like a hundred theologians who have a hundred different ideas. You know, where do we land on this? Is there a place for us to say, you know, hold our theology with our hands opened rather than shut? Mm. That's kind of a thing. 
I don't know. That's... So you, you, you mentioned the, the work out your own salvation with fear and trembling, yeah. but like what's, I, I understand like where you're coming from with like the, the, oh, the fear piece where like, it's like <laughs> this intense thing. And I, and I, I would agree with you that that that's kind of a bummer. That's not what's going, going on there, but, but what's the salvation piece for oh, you? Boy. Like, <laughs> what, how do you view that? Um, you know, I'm going through such a huge theological shift right now in my life um, that I think salvation, in a way, is a freedom from the pursuit of happiness. You know, it's that we don't have, you know, allowing yourself to be free and allowing yourself to live in your brokenness and in, in learning to embrace your own brokenness so you can embrace others brokenness i guess it would be loving god with all your heart but equally as important loving your neighbor as yourself Stephen, are you asking the question in the context of Does an that afterlife is that what you're asking salvation in the context of what are you are you asking that question in the context of of the the presumption of an afterlife like salvation from damnation is that what you're asking yeah okay yeah totally Totally. Yeah, well, I don't. That's where we differ. Yeah, I don't believe in a literal hell, and 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 that comes from me doing Greek Hebrew word study, to be honest with you. Um, and it came from a time when I was more of a literalist. I mean, that's how I actually became affirming for LGBTQ community, is because I was more of a literalist at the time. So I just tried to research the history and the background of the scriptures and exactly what it was talking about. And so how, what's the difference then? Cause aren't you then kind of doing the same thing that you're accusing others of? What because do you, mean? you just said, well, there's a hundred theologians who say a hundred different things. And so are you just kind of admitting that there's a hundred theologians that say a hundred different things and I like this one best? Yeah. I think we all cherry pick. Okay. I mean, Jesus cherry picked. Jesus would read from the Bible and leave out certain points. Paul cherry picked. He would read scriptures and literally from the from the you know the Torah and literally put verses that were not next to each other and quote them as though they were next to each other. So I think we come from a long line of cherry pickers, and uh, I don't see the. I can see when we do use that for harm, but I can also see when we use it for good. So yeah, I mean it's just it's humanity. I mean theology is man's understanding of God, and to be honest with you, if we figure out God then God ceases to be God. So, you know, I have to live in that tension constantly rather than saying, like, oh, I've arrived at the perfect theology. I mean, I, I wish. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I agree with s- some of what you just said. Like, in so far as God not being fully understandable, but I do think that he's revealed himself to us in measure through the word of God. Well, and so I, I, I think I, well, I, well, but see, I could sit here and Paul and, too. I'm Paulinian as well. So yeah, but, but like, I, I think that we could, and I don't think we want to do this right now. I don't really <laughs> want to. Yeah, this is a can of worms, buddy. But I think, I think we could sit here and, 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 and have a discussion around the, uh, uh, historical reliability of new Testament texts that would, I don't think it would be crazy lopsided on one side or the other. Right, think, right. Know, people, people, people typically walk away from conversations like that hearing what they want to hear. Yeah, right. Yeah. Um. So you 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 look for people who 
are already leaning the direction that you already kind of want to go inside. And and then you latch onto those things Um, versus, and and I think that's one of the big differences between us that that's a fundamental and probably fundamentally a spiritual one is that, that, you know, you, I noticed you, what does the pin on the side of your hat say, buddy? Question Question. authority. Right. And I, and I think at, at the end of the day are probably, the foundation of all of our disagreements is one of authority right. um, and, and biblical authority, right? Um, and and how, how we see that. I, I, I don't believe that apart from Scripture, you can understand, part, apart from the revelation of God that happens in large part through the Scriptures, I don't believe that you can come to a fully orbed understanding of reality, right. um, you know, which is, I mean, the typical you know, kind of evangelical thing if somebody knows well enough to articulate it. Yeah. So. Yeah. No, I definitely, yeah, we could talk about this all day. We'll this make, has been awesome. This we'll is, make a message board and we this can has all been debate incre- each other. This has been, been incredible. I mean, this has been, you know, this has been my favorite Meet the Congregation. Yeah, this is great. Because yeah. I, I like the pushback and I like the, the, the dialogue and I like the fact that we're talking. Mm-hmm. You know, we're yeah. not screaming at each other. Yeah, for sure. Totally. And, um, you know, obviously one online conversation is not going to completely change yeah. either one of us. But the fact is, as we're saying, you know. Mm-hmm. It's a respectful dialogue. respectful dialogue. Yeah. And I think we could both hopefully agree that we're brothers in Christ and, and seeking Christ to the best of our abilities. So, you Jay, know. are you familiar with a writer named Paul Zoll? No. Bro, you should be. Paul's all? Okay. You should should read this book. Oh, yeah. Grace in Practice. I'll get it. Yeah. Cool. I think you would. Are you following me on Instagram by any chance? Uh, Yeah. Yeah. Can you you, you DM that to me and I'll I'll go pick it up? I think you will absolutely love it. At least the first half of it. I mean, man, I've read uh, all sorts of stuff. So my friends used to get mad at me because I would read um, Piper. And I was like, uh-huh. I'm like, because I was like, well, I'm like, I just want to see what he's saying, you know? And they're like, well, you know what he's saying, don't you? And I'm like, well, not completely, you know, I, especially the one where he had like snake on the front that was supposed to be Brian McLaren, I think. Mm-hmm. You know, I was like, oh, I'm going to read I, I this. Didn't know about that. Yeah, that, he had it, you know, every, when the emergent church hit, you know, it had its people and, but, yeah. you know, whatever. You're but there. We, you're you're in you're in J Pip's backyard, yeah. Yeah, yeah. His son's actually come to Revolution a few times. So that's been nice. Which one? Abraham. Yep. Yeah. He's a sweet dude, um, and a good parent. I will say that. Cool, man. Well. Well, thanks so much for yeah, doing thanks this. For this, man. Thanks for engaging and being honest and yeah, no problem, man. And, and being transparent with us. That's what we're all about. You recommend a book to me, and then I'm going to think of a good book, and I'll recommend one to you. Maybe The Divine Magician by That's Peter good, Rollins. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's a pretty good book, mm-hmm. and it's pretty oh, biblically yeah, based. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Well, sounds good. We'll read it if we can plan a call and talk about it after. Definitely. I'll, I'll, tech, I'll, I'll, I'll DM you my phone number. I would love to t- continue this conversation. This is, this is what I'm Sweet. trying to do. Yeah, it's great. You know, this is what it's Revolution right is trying to do. So thank you so much for yeah. encouraging us and, and letting us know that this exists. Thank you, Stephen. All right. Absolutely. All right. Have a good one. Have a good day. You too. Bye-bye. Thanks, buddy. That was a post-Christian podcast.